So welcome to the Shake Podcast powered by Trio Solution. We have entered season five with a whole new lineup and new guests while still taking a deep dive into all things cannabis, the industry and the representatives pushing it forward. The Shake Podcast explores new themes every episode within the dynamic cannabis space in North America in an effort to engage a wide audience and provide full coverage across issues and opportunities of interest to our listeners. And we broadcast on a weekly basis anywhere you stream your podcast on any platform that you love or directly from Apple. It is whatever's easiest for you. What seems to be incredibly difficult and challenging in today's cannabis world is branding and understanding the consumers and how to stand out in a crowd, which can be next to impossible. And that's why we have you covered. Check out our sponsor, Detonate Cannabis Agency. If you're looking for print, collateral, or maybe you're a retailer looking for a fresh look or need, contact the helpful reps at www.detonatecannabis.com and they will take care of all your needs. Thank you for joining us on the Shake Podcast, powered by Trio Solution. Today, we decided to change up the Shake's format and bring to you an exclusive three-part series with Canopy Grow to take a deep dive into beverages, edibles, and the Martha Stewart line alongside all things retail. Today, we have the unique opportunity and pleasure of speaking with Stephen Lung, head of confectionery at Canopy Growth Corporation. Thank you for joining the Shake. How are you doing and where are you joining us from? Hi, Jay. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on with you. Uh, Thanks for giving us the opportunity. Uh, I'm actually joining uh, from sunny Colorado in the U.S., in in Denver, uh, where uh, Canopy U.S. operations uh, are temporarily based. So nice to meet you, and thanks for having me on. It's great to meet you. How have you been doing despite everything else that's going on around the world? Uh, I think uh, really well, staying busy, to be honest, and uh, staying positive, you know, new, new ways of working in and in light of COVID and quarantine and everything, but you know, life and business goes on, so uh, we do our best to stay positive. I'd say a lot more, uh, you know, rolling out of bed and getting to work. A lot more FedEx packages crossing the country, but other than that, uh, everything keeps on going. So, thank you for asking. Yeah, before we take a deep dive, you know, into all things canopy growth, we would love to get to know you a little bit better. Can you give us a brief introduction and highlight your past educational and work experience before you got into the cannabis industry? Sure. Yeah. Good. Good question. And uh, thank you for asking. So, um, education-wise, I think uh, I, I'm just a, a poor kid from Brooklyn that just managed to stumble into the Ivy League. So, uh, yeah, went to went to school here in the U.S. before going to the U.K. to do a master's degree. I actually trained as an economist uh, before uh, realizing that I'd be out of money in two seconds. So I pivoted to to consulting, and from consulting. Uh, I went into uh, beverage alcohol, in, in particular beer, uh, at a couple a couple of pretty big uh, multinational brewers. First, uh, SAB Miller, which was ultimately acquired by AB InBev, and then I worked with AB InBev for a while. So uh, I'd say um, a sort of mixed uh, professional background, mostly in applied strategy, um, applied insights, and, and, and most recently at AB InBev in innovation. So uh, most of my background is in, I would say, the sale of sale of controlled uh, controlled substances like alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, which made a pretty natural uh, transition into the cannabis industry. So the transition seems to be very organic. You know, as we've connected with a lot of different industry representatives on the shape, we found each individual story has been different as to why they jumped into the cannabis industry. What was that aha moment for you that ultimately made you pivot into the industry? Um, I think um, naturally, when you're when you work in beverage alcohol and in, in innovation. Uh, you spend a lot of time sort of staring at the future and, and thinking of 
a disruption to the alcohol industry, right? So especially uh, for, for me in my last role at ABI, I was uh, tasked with thinking about the sort of 10-year innovation pipeline uh, for beer and what are the, the future forces and disruptive forces that might uh, interrupt our success in, in beer and in alcohol. And I think the aha moment for me, and it's a little it's a little bit funny because I almost wrote myself out of, out of my old job and into my new job, was constantly looking at uh, alcohol trends and, and uh, things that might sideswipe us and the same narrative kept coming up over and over, which is uh, the decline of alcohol, younger people drinking less, and uh, you know the the pending uh, growth and, and and liberalization of the cannabis industry, right? So, so for me, it was a pretty pretty natural shift in, in that looking at what could be a problem for beer actually got me into what would be the opportunity for me personally and professionally in my next role. Uh, so uh, this is probably where the story gets close to most of the most of the other people you've spoken to mm-hmm. on a hope and a prayer to, to leave a pretty nice and stable job and go into fledgling industry in, in, in cannabis. That's when I decided I would uproot and move over here to, to Colorado and, and, and take up a role with Canopy Growth. So, and I've been here since uh, since last April, so it's it's really been a pretty fantastic journey, and, and and no regrets and no looking back so far. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, it's an incredible ride. And today you are the head of confectionery at Canopy Growth. Can you give us a sense at a high level of your role and responsibilities? I've got uh, a sort of dual hat uh, responsibility. So I look after the confection uh, product set uh, in in both Canada and in the U.S. Uh, which, to be honest, are quite different scopes. So in Canada, uh, I believe you've spoken with Jordan Sinclair in the past to talk a little bit about our chocolate portfolio, which is fantastic. We have, mm-hmm. We've got, uh, you know, four, four THC chocolates in, in Canada. Uh, so that, that's under sort of my stewardship. Um, and then in the U.S., I have the fortune to look after our CBD gummies uh, portfolio, which um, the, the flagship product these days is, is a Martha Stewart uh, gummy range, which uh, I, I'm sure th- that we'll get into to later. So um, really, yeah, really a mixed uh, mixed bag across two geographies and across two quite distinct cannabinoids. So cannabis has continued to evolve at a fast pace, which has provided a landscape for new offerings and entry points. Initially, there was a huge emphasis on chocolates. However, today, you know, you're looking at a long list of products that are just so much to choose from. Has the focus shifted from chocolate, and where do you believe that focus is today? Yeah, it's a it's a really good point. Um, I think the the focus on chocolate has was a pretty amazing one for Canopy. I think, uh, and and for the industry as well. I think there's some natural affinity for for THC and chocolate. Uh, you know, cannabinoids are are sort of fat soluble, so it, it works really nicely with chocolate. And of course, chocolate is just a delicious and rewarding uh, treat and indulgence that people want to go for. It also tied extremely nicely with uh, Smith Falls as our canopy heartland and. Uh, you know all the heritage of the of the chocolate factory there. So so for us it was is a really lovely and natural way to enter uh, the confection category. But you know con- confections uh, are moving on, and as you mentioned, uh, cannabis is evolving as well. I think there there are a couple of areas that, of, of evolution. Um, I think at least for canopy and in in so far as the U.S. is concerned, uh, there's definitely a move away from uh, you know for us in the U.S. a focus on THC and more to CBD, which is probably the lesser known. Uh, cousin of of, of, TH, of, of THC, mm-hmm. um, and then from a from a product focus, uh, yeah, gummies. I mean, gum, gummies are such an amazing uh, amazing format uh, to deliver cannabinoids in, um, both on the THC side of the house as well as the CBD side of the house. Um, so gummies naturally have a uh, 
I would say a, a category equity, like um, as you see in the vitamin space, right? Vitamin gummies are some of the most uh, the, the fastest growing and most uh, appreciated products within within the vitamin space. So uh, there there is a really nice uh, tie-in for gummies with uh, delivering a functional ingredient, which we see as a really important part of our, our future product set. And so, you know, we're talking about the shift of the focus. Why do you believe that the focus is, is really shifting towards more health and wellness in the future? Yeah, good question. I don't think it's, um, it's not a substitution, really. It's not that uh, we're moving away from, let's call it recreational products, right, for, for lack of a better way to describe it, or adult use products. Uh, it, it's more of an expansion of the, the universe of consumer benefits that cannabinoids can, can deliver, right? I think uh, you know, THC is is well recognized in in the medical space. It, it, it primarily started in in Canada with with medical legalization, um, but now I think with uh, you, know, you know with CBD especially, um, there is a uh, a desire to um, grow the, the the portfolio of products that we bring to actually meet the needs of consumers uh, in terms of wellness, right? And I think um, you know it's it's one thing to think about cannabinoids in the classical sense of you know the, getting high and uh, modulating your mood or managing your mood I think um, it's, it's often less considered as a sort of daily health and wellness routine which uh, in particular for CBD is, is such an untapped uh, opportunity for, for, for us um, in particular in the US I would say right so unlike Canada CBD in the US is, is, is descheduled uh, since 2018, when when the farm bill uh, basically removed hemp from, from the list of controlled plants, mm-hmm. um, and and so it, it's it's an it's almost an underregulated and, and widely available product in the U.S., which has a ton of momentum behind it. And and you know if you look at the sort of publicly available estimates, there are wide ranging and pretty lucrative estimates of 17 billion or so in by 2023 in terms of the CBD marketplace in the U.S. So. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in America, C- CBD as a wellness uh, uh, device or a wellness product is extremely well appreciated. Uh, and, and for us, we just see it as a fantastic opportunity to uh, to expand the reach of cannabinoids and, and, and to grow and, and, and really take a lead in, in the category. I think um, for, for us, CBD in the U.S. is uh, un, un, like slightly untapped, a little bit uh, underdeveloped, and we see ourselves really having a lot to contribute to, to try and grow the category there. So talking about some of those new opportunities, earlier this year in September, Canopy Growth announced the launch of the new Martha Stewart CBD line. Can you talk about this partnership and how it came to fruition? Yeah, it's a, it's an extremely exciting exciting partnership. Uh, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, we just in September uh, uh, announced the, the first wave of, of the products that we've launched. So uh, that's a mix of uh, gummies as well as soft gels and oils. I'll go into a little bit more detail in a second. but. In terms of how this partnership came to fruition, I, I think it really is a, a partnership that's been a little while in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, we Canopy was introduced uh, to to Martha Stewart even even before I uh, quite quite honestly was a, was a member of the Canopy family. Uh, it was through actually introductions by Snoop Dogg, who's, who's also a rather famous partner of Canopy mm-hmm. in the cannabis space. But yeah, Ca- Mar- Martha expressed to us uh, a desire to to partner and collaborate to bring. Uh, a line of CBD products to the market, which is was really exciting for us because, you know, Martha herself is uh, number one, one of the most amazing and brilliant, uh, you know, brilliant business people in the world, uh, and one of the truly fantastic, I would say, lifestyle gurus, uh, educators. But all of that sort of sells her short. You know, she's it's hard to it's hard to define her and put her in a box, but 
needless to say, the opportunity was extremely exciting for us. And um, what, what we saw in it was a, was a chance to really bring some normalization and mm-hmm. mainstreaming to the CBD category uh, and, and to almost use her love of CBD products and her advocacy of CBD to uh, generate more awareness and education for, for the category. And I think what she saw in Canopy was a, was a very skilled partner who um, understands cannabinoid science, uh, understands uh, all aspects of, of, of the plant, of hemp, um, and you know lives up to extremely high quality standards of safety and, and testing. Um, and so really it was a, it was a very complimentary relationship that we, we jumped into uh, with both feet. So yeah, it's been a, a pretty amazing partnership for us so far. Yeah, and in a recent interview, Canopy Growth CEO David Klein was quoted as saying, we are committed to leading the CBD industry by providing trusted brands, which is why we've chosen to collaborate with Martha Stewart, someone who people turn to for advice on living well. Is there a firm belief this collaboration will allow Canopy Growth to tap into new market potential? Yeah, I think you you know you hit it on the head, and I think uh, David probably describes it better than than everybody. Um, so I, I think Canopy's objective within within cannabis and certainly within CBD America is. Uh, not only to, to fight it out for for share, uh, you know, of, of the market in the, in the existing market, but as you mentioned, to try and grow the category, right? To take take the lead uh, and and really uh, bring new intenders into the into the CBD space. And like when 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 we stare at the the CBD data, what we observe is, you know, there there are so many people who are aware of CBD. Like more than eighty percent of Americans have, have heard of it. Um, there are quite a few who are considering, trying, or intending to use CBD, but but don't. Uh, and then there's a very very small sliver, you know, estimates range of probably like 20, 30 percent of people who uh, actually have tried and used CBD in the in the past year. So mm-hmm. um, for for us with with uh, with Martha and and um, the, the the real crux of the partnership is to try and uh, grow the category by by bringing it more to the mainstream. Uh, by normalizing it uh, and, and giving those intenders uh, really a trusted voice um, to uh, get them off the fence, right? So, you know, there's something there in terms of barriers that uh, are pro- prohibiting people who, who intend to try CBD but, but, but don't want to. And you, you, can, you can name them, right? It's mm-hmm. things like stigma, it's safety, uh, fear, general misconceptions about the product. And, and we, we really see our partnership with Martha as... Um, so a way to bring that trusted word of mouth, right? Like a trusted voice and, and someone like Martha who, as David said, has, has helped people live better for three decades, has helped them stretch a little bit uh, in terms of entertaining, in terms of lifestyle, in terms of uh, personal routines, you know, has taught them over and over. It's not only a lemon, it's the Meyer lemon, right? Just a little bit of stretch to get them to adopt something new. That's That for us is so powerful with, with Martha as a, a partner. So. Um, the the aspiration is is, is not just to uh, how do I say really trade on Martha's name or rent rent Martha's name. I think that would do us and Martha disservice. It's really to build a credible uh, portfolio that represents the best of Canopy and Martha in a way that uh, delivers fantastic product to consumers who right now haven't even tried CBD yet and, and are waiting for us to give them the uh, the go ahead to do so. So we're chatting about the Martha Stewart, Marquee Brands and Canopy Growth Partnership, which has launched the Martha Stewart CBD line. Talk to us about that process and why it was important for the product to be derived from 100% U.S. natural hemp and also why the initial product offerings really revolved around a range of human wellness products. 
Yeah, really, really, really good questions. Um, I mean, U- U.S.-derived hemp uh, is, is for us a table stake. Um, so we, we, we feel the need to very closely and tightly control our supply chain all the way down to the plant. Uh, we've done a lot of growing ourselves last year and uh, it, ensuring that the, um, the quality of the ingredients is exactly as, as is listed is important just because there are so many things that can go wrong, uh, you know, with, with, uh, with growing and uh, product, uh, let's say, going hot in terms of the THC percentage and, and uh, the, the cannabinoid mix. So it's important for us to have line of sight and visibility all throughout the whole uh, supply chain and, and, and certainly to do all the commensurate testing uh, from a sort of safety, heavy metals, pesticides, uh, potency, all of that is, is critical for us and is really table stakes. Um, we, we chose CBD isolate um, in particular in, instead of potentially broad spectrum, which a lot of our U.S. competitors are doing mm-hmm. uh, for, for a couple of reasons, right? You know, as, as mentioned, Martha, is, as a brand for us, is really about educating people who right now are in tenders and having broad spectrum and all the other cannabinoids might just be a little bit of a step too far, right? I think mm-hmm. CBD is, is enough of an edgy question for them. You know, do I, do I want it? Do I take it? Um, so we just felt much more uh, contained and we felt that it was closer to the pin of what our consumers are seeking in terms of, uh, of isolate. Um, the other advantage of isolate is, of course, that it's, it's odorless, it's flavorless, and it gives a really clean palette for, for someone like Martha Stewart to paint on or a really you know, neutral base flavor for, for Martha to fill out with her uh, flavor and culinary expertise, right? So, so naturally, isolate from both from a consumer requirement point of view, but also to help Martha showcase herself uh, was was just a natural choice. Um, in, in terms of uh, your, your question about uh, the products that we've we've chosen to go with in terms of gummies and and the oils, I would say we wanted to first um, settle settle on the product set that really showcases uh, Martha's flavors and and our products that she personally incredibly loves and, and uses right so um uh you know formats like gummies and oils flavored oils uh have, have allowed us to do some pretty fun things with with flavors so our, our oils are uh, blood orange oil flavor blood orange flavored oil excuse me and, and meyer lemon flavored oil uh and then of course our gummies are uh, a berry medley which includes black raspberry red raspberry and, and huckleberry mm-hmm. our citrus medley can, can contain flavors like uh, blood orange meyer lemon and, and kumquat so these are fruits and flavors that you know Martha herself loves. Uh, uh, these are fruits that she's got growing in a garden, uh, and and so it, having this set of products go first is just for us a fantastic way to showcase uh, Martha and really make her the hero of the product range and her choice is the hero of the product range. Um, and and I would say that you know on, on gummies, this is uh, it, it's such a fantastic format uh, for us because. Uh, Martha herself has a has a great uh, personal anecdote about about gummies. Uh, the the style of gummies that we're mimicking is called pâte de fruits, which is a, a sort of French confection, uh, a, a jelly, for lack of a better way to describe mm-hmm. it, which is uh, sugar coated, uh, soft, has a sort of melty, squidgy texture. And uh, it, Mar- Martha herself loves these candies, and um, it, it, w- it was sort of her inspiration and request to say. We definitely need gummies in this style, and and we think it's a, it's been a hit so far with consumers. So, you know, for all of the reasons in terms of what the consumer wants, but also what puts Martha uh, in, in 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 the most positive light, that's how we settled on on this first wave of product. And how hands on is Martha Stewart with creating these products? Yeah, Martha is uh, is incredible. She is. 
so she has a work ethic like like I've personally never seen. Um, she's inc- incredibly precise. Uh, she she cares about all the details, which I, I, I mean I think it uh, goes without saying that if if you've got a brand that's so powerful and has survived for for three decades, that you really do need to be very precious about it. So uh, Martha herself is is fantastic to work with because uh, she's diligent, she's patient, uh, she she's uh, she tastes everything. You know, we sent her probably 50 plus uh, different gummy recipes and samples uh, before we ultimately landed on on the six flavors in, in our in our medleys. Um, and you know, even down to the artwork, all all the art all the artwork that you see on our on our packaging, they're they're sort of hand drawn images in the watercolor style, uh, and and those are what we call botanically realistic. So. Uh, those are true huckleberries, not not blueberries, black raspberries, and so on and so forth. Right. So, uh, all all the details matter with with Martha, and and she herself gets personally involved. Um, if something goes wrong, it, it let's just say she's she's very precise and protective of the brand, which uh, makes perfect sense. So it, it's been a treat to, to to work with her and, and learn from her, um, and not only Martha herself, but her whole team. Right. She's got culinary. She's got creative and. Uh, all of them share the same love for the brand and are extremely protective of the brand, which uh, for, for us is, is, is really great to just observe, uh, learn from, and absorb. So as we continue to focus on her product offerings and her latest release, Martha Stewart was quoted as saying, holiday gift giving and receiving should be a joyous and fun occasion presented in a special gift box. My gummy sampler tastes like an elegant and delicious treat, which delivers all wellness benefits of CBD. Traditionally, we're accustomed to gifting a ball of wine during the holidays. Cannabis has had to deal with, you know, a ton of misconception and scrutiny. Do you believe statements like these will help continue to break the stigma around cannabis and really open up that conversation and start new trends of giving? For sure. And I think, I think Jay, you hit the, hit the nail on the head again. Um, so so for, we, we are really excited about this, this new offer. Actually, I think it went on pre-sale just two weeks ago and uh, even as of today, when we're recording, uh, it, this is uh, the first day of shipping these uh, these 15 flavor CBD boxes. So um, it, it's a very deliberate choice for us to um, to activate holidays and gifting with Martha and for for CBD. As, as you mentioned, um, there's such a stigma around cannabis and a lot of misunderstanding. And uh, it, it's our belief in canopy that one of the biggest ways to break down that barrier is to generate. Uh, word of mouth uh, and, and and inspire gift giving, right? Because gift giving is such a great way to have people share their love of a product or a category with their loved ones, their friends, and their family, uh, and and that that will help people, you know, get over the hurdles because someone that they trust and they love is giving them something to try uh, as a word of mouth. So, so making beautifully presentable and giftable products uh, is definitely. Um, uh, a huge uh, cornerstone of, of the strategy for, for the Martha Stewart CBD range. Um, I think when you when you see this, uh, it's just so uh, inviting, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's that's part of the, the the whole the whole plan with growing the, the CBD category. Uh, and the other thing is, of course, that uh, you know Martha Stewart herself has uh, year in and year out uh, made a name for herself in in helping people do fantastic things at the holidays, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at Martha Stewart Living and all of her uh, magazines, there are always great tips on entertaining, decorating, uh, activating uh, amazing moments like Christmas and, and Valentine's. And it, it's such a, a feature of, uh, of, of her persona. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
for, for us, it ticks, it ticks all the boxes. It satisfies the consumer uh, desire to learn more from someone that they trust or to receive this as a gift from someone they trust. It helps spread the word of mouth. Uh, it helps Martha be really true to how she likes to activate her brand and her products. And of course, it, it, it helps Canopy really grow the whole category uh, and bring CBD to the mainstream. So so for us, this we are so excited about this product. Uh, we think it looks great, it tastes great. And, and again, uh, it, for us, it's just perfectly on strategy for, for all, of our, all of our stakeholders. So when we look towards the future, the new trends and products, there is just so much on the horizon. Where do you see the focus of the edible confectionery market in the next two to five years? Yeah, really good question. I think um, I, I think I'll, I'll separately tackle it in in, in THC and in, in, in CBD. Uh, so for CBD, I think uh, as mentioned, a lot of it is about continuing this journey of normalization and mainstreaming, uh, helping people um, get off the fence about CBD and giving them the reassurance they need and overcoming their barriers. And a lot of that is about amplifying education, uh, activating moments for gifting and word of mouth, as we discussed already, and ultimately about authenticity of our of our partnerships. Right? I think Martha is an incredibly powerful and amplifying voice and advocate for CBD, mm-hmm. uh, but it's only it, that's only the case because it's so authentic for her and is a genuine and an organic link back to back to category and a product that she cares about. So, um, so so for us in, in CBD, it's really uh, yeah, as many products as we can that will, you know, bring bring about education and accessibility. Uh, so you'll see a lot of more gift activations. As with Martha, you know, she loves seasonal flavors, so you'll see a, a ton of uh, flavor renovation as well. Um, and 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 another another aspect of CBD now now deviating from the Martha range, you'll see more indi- indication specific um, products. So probably confections, gummies going after sleep, gummies going after. Uh, joint or inflammation uh, uh, gummies for general wellness, even immunity. I think you'll you'll see specific uh, uh, health and wellness need states being addressed uh, through through the, the sort of wider CBD portfolio. Um, in THC, I think I think that's also that's also the case. But what what I really hope that uh, we'll see in the market is uh, a lot more. I would say precision, right, and fine tuning in, in the confection and in, in, in the broader edible space. Um, if you if you if you listen to the consumer complaints, you'll often hear the frustration of almost agonizing wait times, a little bit of volatility in terms of uh, experience experience with edibles. You might eat something and not feel it for a while. You might uh, uh, you know have ten minutes of absolutely nothing, and then all of a sudden you're in another, in another universe, right? So mm-hmm. there are levels of I would say uh, imprecision with confections and almost a lack of uh, feedback that you can have and uh, uh, dosing control that you have with other formats like inhalation or vape, right? So I think what we'll, we'll hopefully start to see with confection is uh, a wider range of, I would say, fine-tuned um, sensations, right? And, and uh, management of uh, onset timing and consistency of the of the confectionary and edible experience on the TEC side. So all of those are sort of exciting pathways that I, I think for the future of the cannabis industry is something that would be in all of our interest to, to pursue together. Stephen, it was fantastic connecting with you on The Shake today. Before we let you go, we'd like to ask all of our guests one last question. Is there a book, a piece of technology, or a past experience that has helped shape who you are today? 
Yeah, thanks for the question, Jay. And I, I have to confess, uh, I, I did expect that it was coming, so I did peek a little bit and cheat uh, my homework. Uh, but uh, one one book I would recommend to to all your listeners and uh, and, and anyone who's curious is um, uh, called "How to Change Your Mind" by by Michael Pollan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a book that it looks at the history of psychedelics, uh, which is, to be honest, a little bit next wave, uh, um, considering now we're still just getting onto the mainstream with cannabis, but I think what you what you'll see there, if you read, read through it, is um, a really nice and uh, honest reflection on the stigma that uh, psychedelics went through, and almost the sort of uh, black mark on on that class of products that uh, happened uh, in in the 60s and 70s. Uh, but also an accurate view of what the potential of, of psychedelics could be. And, and the reason I recommend it is because you know, as with cannabis, we know that cannabis was for so many years. Um, maligned uh, and, and, and confined to being a criminal activity when we, we know that there is so much benefit that cannabis can bring to the world. So I think that's just a really exciting reminder of what the next wave could be in terms of products that uh, we can bring to consumers uh, as, a, as, a, as a collective uh, community. Uh, and yeah, I, I think just tons of fantastic parallels to can- cannabis and it reminds me of all the exciting reasons why I got into this and why I get up in the morning. We want to give a huge thank you to Stephen Lung for joining the Shake podcast presented by Treehouse Solutions. We also want to thank our loyal Shake listeners for taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. You can join the discussion or drop us a line at www.treehousesolutions.com and on Instagram at the Shake Podcast. Please also check out our parent Instagram at Trio Solution. And if you're a huge sports fan and love cannabis or everything in between, we have you covered. Check out our latest channel at Sports Cannabis on Instagram. If you're on Twitter, follow us at THS underscore audio. Be sure to look out for our next episode when we chat with another industry leading representative. We hope you enjoyed our session. Stay tuned for our next podcast.